what does this offense do well? We know they run it well. We know they got a couple thousand yard receivers. They've got a quarterback who might be going to the Hall of Fame. He's going to sack twenty. Is that true? Roethlisberger. Yeah. So really, what does this offense do well in this era? You have insurance? I do with State Farm. With State Farm? Yes. Explain me insurance. It's basically like it's basically like drafting a, a backup quarterback in the first round. Just in case. So for the folks you said had written you off, maybe, what did they say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. You are now listening to The Longer Yard of the Dip Podcast Network. Welcome to The Longer Yard Podcast. I'm Ethan. He's Sam. Welcome to the show, guys. Sam, my man. Show me what's, show me what's on your hand right there, bro. This this little thing right here, this this yeah, this, that, uh, this fantasy football championship ring yeah, from uh, one nice Ethan Likens uh, league. Yeah, this, this nice guy's looking. this guy's got some girth to him. You know what I'm saying? It's got some girth. It, it, it's heavy, right? Mm, feels good on the hand. Like hey guys, this is I, a, a a league that I commissioned. This is the fourth year I've commissioned it. I think, Four, yeah, third or fourth year. I think it's the fourth. This is Sam's first year in the league. And he is the champion. It's kind of bullshit, is, but it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can be mad about it, but only one of us has the ring. You know what I'm saying? Only one of us has the ring. I honestly, since I won it the first year, I might order myself one and then order no, one for like the that. second. Don't be that guy. I know I won't be that guy, but I want to don't be that guy. All right. I, I, I get to. it, but but it, it's the same thing that happened with the work league that I'm in. So I didn't oh, yeah. do the first year of that because I started like a month after the season started. And so the guy who was the commissioner won it and he ended up getting a trophy for the second year when I won it. And it was like, it's like you would have looked like a total douchebag if you yeah, bought you a will. trophy just for yourself. Like <laughs> even if it's supposed to be passed around eventually, but like, yeah, don't be that guy. Even um, this is my advice to you. Don't be that guy. I won't be that guy. You know, my first year, because I, I commissioned two leagues, right? My first year, I started both leagues. I won both leagues. And I did it fair and square. I really did. I promise you. Like, I swear by the old gods and the new. But it just looks fishy. You know what I mean? Like, you can't help but be like, yeah, yeah there's something fucking wrong right there. You know what I mean? Like, let me tell you. My, my first year in my one league, I, I, like, I think I... It was... I always had four teams going to playoffs. I think I was, like, the third or the fourth seed. But in the 12-man league, I was like, I went 12-1 and one in the regular season. I mean, I was unstoppable. It was insane. And then I well, just that's, like that's the funny everybody. thing is that if you had stuck with the four-team playoff for your league this year, I would not have made the playoffs. Yeah, I was the sixth. That's true. I was that's the true. final team to get into the playoffs. I took it to a vote. We had democracy. It works. That's how it is. I'll probably, I think I'll probably do six from here on out. I like six because I think it gives more, in, like, not incentive. That's not the right word, but I, I, there's more value to finishing really strong in the regular season. Cause you get a buy yeah. straight into the money round. Um, because honestly, you have to work for it. Those four seeds and those three seeds, they barely make the playoffs, but dude, sometimes those teams 
are like the team to beat. You go up against them and they just got hot at the right time. And you're like, I'm fucked. You're like, I'm the one seed, but I'm fucked. That's exactly just what your team did. Where they got someone back. You know, that, there's yeah. so many reasons. Like one of the reasons that I struggled to be, at the beginning of the year with this team was because I didn't have a good number one wide receiver. Enter New Hopkins. You know, it's just, it's those little things. Or the free agency and in free agency for on a waiver pickup, I got Kenneth Walker. It's those little yeah. things. There's almost a benefit to actually being really shitty to start the year just so you can get some early waiver pickups that end up being super beneficial down the road. It's, it's a so weird. True. It's a weird place it, to be. It might be a strategy that I adapt. I, I don't no, think sorry. you are. I, I don't think you're going to because you're too competitive for that. Yeah, you're right. I probably won't. As much you'd be, as you know, and me, you'd be I would so try mad to at do yourself. It. You'd be so mad at yourself after week one. You'd be like, God, I, I would be. I'd be like, this sucks. I, I would be like, if I were to actually commit to it, I feel like I would just do it in the most, like the unluckiest way where I wouldn't be bad enough to get whatever waiver wire. So I would just be left with like the shit, not the shit, but like mediocre. And then my team just finishes like four wins total in the season. And I'm like, this sucks. Or like I start winning, but it's way too late for even a playoff push. And I'm just like, damn it. That's what I thought I was going to be, man. I was one in five. I think is what it was. It was brutal. You went a brutal place to be. I think you were, I was 0 and 3, and then I think 1 and 5. Okay, yeah, because you you changed your name to More Wins, Please. Yeah, I was I was originally More Wins, More Problems because I had three guys on my team with the last name More. And then, uh, well, I dropped one of them because Skymore wasn't doing anything. Yeah, I thought and it was More Money, More Problems. Yeah, it was More Money, More Problems. Is okay. that what I said? You said More Wins, More Problems. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yeah, More Money, More Problems. Uh, and then I dropped, ended up dropping over the course of season two of the Moors. Uh, so I only had DJ Moore. <laughs> and, and you hardly ever started DJ Moore like the second half of the season. Well, he wasn't good until the second yeah. half of the season, to be fair. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> it you. It was though. not a good time. But yeah, I changed my name to Moore Wins, please, question mark. I don't forget the question mark in there. Apparently that was a difference right. maker. Um, I'm kind of glad that you didn't put team name on the ring because that would have been a really embarrassing team name for this. <laughs> the fantasy football champion is more wins, please. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. More wins, please. Then it would have like, it would have just sounded like he's just a piece of shit. Like he's just like, it's not enough. Championship's not yeah. enough, you know? Yeah. Well, oh, the, oh I, yeah, it's, that's, I mean, it's not enough because eventually I, w- I want to be able to do, you know, the, uh, I think it's, I think it's it Bill Russell. Russell. I thought it was a Jordan. Okay, there's a Jordan, and there's also a Bill Russell, too, I think. You know what? It probably was originally Bill Russell, and then Michael Jordan did, like, a recreation of it, obviously with less rings, because Bill Russell had 11. So I think, so Jordan's got, like, the hand on the the face, right? I think Russell has both hands together, and you just see all, like, the rings. That is it. I thought Phil Jackson did one, too. Honestly, I could be wrong on that. Okay. How insane is it? Phil's got 11 as well. How insane is it, right? As a player to have 11 NBA championships or just 11 world titles, right? Did Bill win all those? Because I know he was a coach at the end of his career. So I I think he won all as a player as a Celtic. Okay. And, but he coached two of them as, I think he coached two, two of those as well. Oh, okay. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah, we're, we're not at the NBA podcast. Go listen to Hoop for them. Yeah, they got better. They'll have true. better information for you. That's true. Um, but yeah, we're, we're rocking this bad boy. I got it in this week. Uh, thanks, Commissioner Ethan. 
it's been a, it's been a wonderful year for that. And, uh, I got you. next, next year is, uh, hopefully not your year. Hopefully it's me again, but if it's not my year, I hope it's your year or Mitch's year. I like that. I think with how it is, Mitch and I are in the same division and then you're in the other division. Well, you said you may have to change things up. So we'll, we'll see how that works. I will. Not, I'm, I might, I will. I, will. <laughs> I, I didn't want to speak you know, for you. I, you know what I think I might do is I think I honestly like, cause so when I do the draft order, I just do like an, a, a name generator yep. um, and just go one to tw- one to 10. I am thinking about doing it where I do the name generator. The first name picked, I'm going to text or call that person and say, Hey, what pick do you want? Like a lottery, you know, Ooh. which okay. I think that's okay. fun. I don't and then I also, I also might do an, a random name generator to determine who's in what division. Yeah. I kind of like that. Okay. Just kind of like that. Although you I'm could get really unlucky with like, you could get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about, um, I don't think it was your league. I think it was Mitch's league where we had one division that had like four teams with a winning record and the fifth team, was like just under 500. And then the other division was garbage. Had like yeah, that was three, that was three four win teams. Um, so I was the two seed Mitch's uh, in my, in my division. And Jake was the one seed with a, right. like 11, three record under him was a 10 and four record. I had a 10 and four record. The guy under him was like nine and five. I think and I, I was in that you, division too, if I remember. Yeah. Correctly. And then you have my, my division, I'm 10 and four. And then the guy under me is like, eight and six or like seven and seven. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was just like, wasn't. And close. then the, and then the last three teams had like a combined total of 10 wins. Yeah. It was, it was bad. It was insane. But dude, that's what you just, you just got to love fantasy football. So, and the fact that the season's fantasy season is over, we had to find an opportunity to talk about it. Cause we just love it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm but, glad you enjoy it though. Absolutely. I've been doing fantasy football for, let's see, I started the, the leagues that I'm in now. The earliest one would have started in like 2010, I think. But I did okay. my first season of fantasy football in like 2003. Whatever, really? whatever year, whatever year Michael Vick was like number one pick worthy. And then he got hurt in the preseason. That was my first year of fantasy football. Why I remember it was the Michael Vick years because I had the first pick and I took Michael Vick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and that was also the, uh, that was also where I fell in love with Drew Brees because he was the backup quarterback that I had to use the entire year. Unrelated. Unrelated. Oh, so I was checking, right? I've done it for four years. I've commissioned four years, right? You want to see how this starts? This is kind of sad, right? Year one, okay. first place. Year one, first place. Year two, second place. Year three, fourth place. Year four, third place. It's like, I just like progressively Listen, you're, got... You're, you're always I mean, fighting I, for podium, though. Yeah, I'm always fighting for podium. I'm top four every year so far. But like... I don't see this as a bad thing. I just... It's just like, I won, and it just feels like I peaked. And then it's like, you'll never win again. You'll either get second, third, or fourth. Well, there was like a a streak I had in one of my other leagues where I think I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it was like second, first, last, first again, then second, then like 10th out of 12. And then third, like I, I, I would, I would always be at the top except I had like 
two or like every, every couple of years, I would have something brutally awful because of injuries, suspensions, whatever the kid, like just something went horribly, horribly wrong. Um, but I guess the good part is, is that it made up, like I would make up for it because the following year I was not just getting my money back with third, I was getting first or second. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, dope, you know, it's so. gotta be like one of the worst feelings in the world is to like to win a league and then the next year be on pace to win it again. And then you lose in the championship. Like that's gotta be like the worst. You know what I mean? Brutal. Cause like, if you just like, you weren't in it the previous year and you just make it this year, you fight for a championship and you lose, it hurts. But to be like the reigning champ and then lose the championship, it's like, dude, pain. Well, that's, we're not going to do that because, uh, you know, we got to get a, we got to get a second one. <laughs> I love the confidence. Oh, I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to. We got to get one though. We got to get a second. Okay. okay. I got you. This is also me telling you I'm going to. This is yeah, the most I, trash talk I will probably ever do. <laughs> I'm so the, bad dude, at the, it. So. The trash talk in the group chat was great. I just can't imagine had Mitch been like the winner, right? How oh, Mitch would have been, been brutal, man. Dude, I would have loved it. It would have been hilarious. He's way better at trash talk than I am, to be fair. So, like, go nuts. Dude, he's fucking hilarious when it's trash He's talk. vicious. He's so vicious. It's great. Uh, I like, I can like, I'll think of those things to say, but then I'll be typing it. And I'm like, this just seems too mean. Like, yeah. I just want to, like I'll dial it back a little bit, you know? I get it. I get it. You're, you're just too nice of a guy. I just, nice of a guy. I want to be an asshole more, but not like, I don't know. You don't want to be an asshole. It's, it's, That's true. It's not, yeah. not a place you want to be. Just be firm like that. How about that? Yeah, there you go. There you there go. Kind of like, like the perfect like, medium. Yeah. It, you want to be firm in the same way that we got these, like these, the, the Saturday games for the playoffs were like firm wins. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that transition, but we're going to go with it anyway. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. It's a great transition. Honestly, honestly, I was, th- I was looking through this and thinking about like potential dog awards and I was kind of like, man, I'm uninspired. Yeah. There's not anyone where there wasn't like anyone that had like some insane standout performance that we were just like, so I think we got to pick them. The only one, but he's already just too big of a star. He's literally the best tight end in the NFL. Like he had 14 catches. He had 14 catches. That's insane for a postseason game. But he, I don't even think he cracked a hundred yards though, did he? He did not. 14 for an yeah, and he had, and he had, Yeah. And he had a touchdown. Like, if I'm all right, I'm thinking 14 catches. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, two TDs. Okay. He's a pretty yeah. big game, but he's also the best tight end in the NFL. It's almost expected. But if I'm thinking. He's the best tight end in the NFL and the number one target for that team. Yeah. If I'm, expe- if I'm, if I'm, seeing, if I'm seeing 14 receptions, I'm expecting you to have almost 200 receiving yards. I just, right? You know I mean? Like, I mean, 14 for 98. 14 receptions for 98 means that he averaged seven yards a catch. Yeah. Meh. Meh. You know, there was, uh, <clears throat> let's talk about it. There was a lot of just like meh, like performances this, this week. This past That's what week. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I was like, not, there were, like the even 49ers. in the Eagles Giants game, even in the Eagles Giants game, which was a blowout, I mean, absolute blowout. Eagles took them down by the end of the first quarter. Like, le- legitimately, the Eagles scored 14 points. At halftime, but it was the final score. 
The final score, Giants only had seven. Eagles scored 14 in the first quarter. Arguably, the game was over at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. But even that, you look through the, like, the stat lines and you're kind of like, meh. Yeah, like Hurts uh, only had two passing touchdowns. He had three total TDs. Three total TDs. Yeah. Um, but I don't he, even, he had he, maybe right he, around 200 total yards because he only threw for yeah. 154. Yeah, and he had 35 rushing yards. So, yeah, there you go. But it's just like, man, and then you got like, ready? You got the 49ers, right? I mean, Brock Purdy last week was phenomenal, right? This week, he was just like, I mean, he couldn't get it done. Offensive, offensively, the 49ers could not, like, get it done the way they, like, should have. Or, you know, like, I guess or we were expecting. Because, like, their defense held up nice and strong, right, against the Cowboys. Um, but their offense struggled. And now you're, like, going against the Eagles, and you're like, should we be a little worried? Well, as long as uh, Brett Maher got a chance to throw his helmet two times, because that's how many interceptions Zach threw, that's all I care about. It's all about the callbacks. That was, I, saw, I love that tweet you sent me where it's like, I, I love our franchise quarterback. And it was the Jared Goff comparison with Dak. <laughs> yes, dude. Dude. <laughs> There's a guy. So uh, basically, if you consider it, it, it's someone that I, I, I get. Uh, stuff under my Twitter timeline be, for college related <clears throat> stuff. Um, yeah. He, yeah, but he's, he's from Michigan. And so he like, he was commenting about Detroit and he just threw such shade at J or, uh, at uh, Dak Prescott. It was incredible. Honestly though, I'll, I'll, pull if you, I'll pull that up. Yeah. Honestly though, if you consider like this, this like that Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback, then you better have Jared Goff in that list as well. You know, like, I say, I mean, look, ready? I hear you. Dak it's is just really hard hear to get there. It, it's hard to get there because of like past Jared Goff seasons, right? <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott missed five games this year and was the league leader in interceptions. That is ugly. Like that only, that only had eight more touchdowns in the regular season to interceptions. That's. That's fucking not great, awful. Bob. That's ugly. Not great, Bob. Not at all. And Jared honestly had a pretty freaking good year. 4,500 yeah. passing yards, almost 30 touchdowns, only seven picks. He yeah, had himself a, a pretty, nice year. He gets a lot of flack. Like, let's see, 35 7. Honestly, that was, that's almost similar to like Rodgers' one MVP season was last year, right? Because Rodgers only had like, Five picks, and we had thirty something touch. I think he had thirty seven, but he had yeah. Just Goff over... will finish with 29, 29 TDs, seven uh, touchdowns. But twenty nine TDs when you look at it across the NFL, that's tied for fifth. So it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like he was like fifteenth in the NFL in passing it's... touchdowns, and we just had a bunch of them thrown this year. Mahomes yeah. led the league with forty one, and then the next two closest were Allen and and Burrow in their 35. short, technically shortened season with thirty five. Like, you know, he was weird. It's like in play for that. It's, it's like it, right now the league is a passing league, you know what I mean? But we're still not seeing, like, I'm expecting more touchdown passes, right? Like, we're you would in such think. a passing. Yeah, you would think. Like, like look, at, look at Manning in, what, 2013 when he threw for 55 touchdowns? Like, the league now, 10 years later, is still trying significantly, to that. significantly a more passing, like, passing game league Correct. than 10 years ago. I'm like, no one is going to, like, at this rate, it's like, 
can anyone even break Manning's 55 TD record? Mahomes came close, but he was five shy at 50. Brady got 50. Even with the extra game. Even with the extra game, Mahomes didn't even barely hit 40 compared to what Manning did in 2013. It's just crazy. Like, I'm expecting, like, these top quarterbacks, like, you got, right? I'm expecting, like, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, even, I would say, Herbert, right? I'm expecting these guys to have, like, at least 40 or, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's just, like, such a passing league. For sure. And they have they have great receivers and people to throw the ball to. Like, you think that they would have, like, 40 touchdowns passing, like, easily and be, like, pushing 50. But it's just it's not the case. I'm going to look up something. So I'm curious. I want to see, did we just have lower scoring totals this year? Yeah. Is that what it was? We averaged a full point less per game across the NFL this year. Well, like I think it's per team. So last year, well, I'll, I'll go back a little bit further. The highest in NFL history was 2020, averaging 24.8 points per game for the 32 teams. Was that the COVID year? That was the COVID year. Last year, year after that, we're down to 23, almost dropping two, two full points. Yeah. This year, we're at 21.9, uh, over a full point drop. So, wow. I think that we can also give a lot of credit to some defenses this year. That's true. You could argue defenses were better. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we can also maybe look into, like, was kicking percentage worse? That's certainly a possibility. Uh, there, uh, there's going to be a lot of factors that, that go in here. And you could get a weird year where, what if, God willing, this never happens, but what if you have a year where Patrick Mahomes gets hurt? How different yeah. is that scoring going to look over the course of the year oh. when you've got one of your best offensive players not playing? Dude, so, it's going to be rough. And again, God willing, that doesn't happen. I hope I didn't jinx anything. I genuinely love to watch Pat Mahomes. He, he, dude, he's so fun to watch. It's like, I, now I'm at that point, especially with how Josh Allen has played the last, say, month and a half, two months. I was like, I was, I was there with Josh Allen. Like, I love to watch him play, but the, the amount of times he is like turnover, like to, to make a turnover, like how likely he is. It's like, it's not as exciting to watch Mahomes because Mahomes, you're like, dude, he could take this 80 yards to score. Like, mm-hmm. I have no, no problem saying that he could do that. Allen, you're like, yeah, he could maybe take an 80 yards and score, but he could also throw an interception or fumble it four plays later. You know, this is the perfect opportunity for me to bring in my su- surprise conversation. <clears throat> this is on the Twitter timeline today. So I'm not just pulling this out of my ass, just so we're clear. This was something that uh, people were bringing up. Face value, pro career only, Cam Newton or Josh Allen? Face value, pro career only. Okay. I just like, um, I want some initial, I just want the initial take. Like if you, if you think about the career, pro career of Josh Allen versus the pro career of Cam Newton, who would you be like, you know what, that, that's the guy that I would have wanted. Obviously it's, it's, it's a little unfair in terms of timeline, but just like. Yeah. Okay. So you got, all right. When Cam Newton was coming out of Auburn, he was what, the number one pick? I mean, correct. He's got, him and Josh Allen are probably the same height. Maybe the same weight, but but Cam Newton is like a far greater athlete than Josh Allen. 
I would say. I, I, I think you're underrating Josh a little bit, but I hear what you're okay, saying. I guess, Cam, I guess I'm just saying Cam, like he is Cam, in significantly was, better shape. Like that's when it comes to like Cam physique. Was like, yeah, Cam, Cam looked like he was going out for like Mr. Universe or something, you know? I don't know. Face, dude, MVP season Cam was wild. That was like, we haven't, I mean, we've seen MVP season Josh, but he's never won an MVP. He's always been like top three the last couple of years. Right. But he still has a lot of turnovers. I mean, and then you also have Cam where after his, after the Super Bowl, everything just kind of shit the bed. Yeah. And I think you can make a reasonable conversation or reasonable argument within this conversation. Cam Newton's best wide receiver that he ever got to play with was like Ted Ginn. That's true. And he had Greg Olson when he made it to the Super Bowl. That was it. Yeah. Like Greg Olson was like, was like his number one target. Um, I, technically he played with DJ Moore. I guess you could argue DJ Moore was the best receiver, but it was like for a single season. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a weird spot to be in, but all right. So face value, you said cam Did I understand that correctly. I want to say so. Okay. I get it. I'm, nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to necessarily go through their total numbers. Cause I think that's a little bit unfair when you talk about the difference in Cam started number, his career yeah. in 2011. Josh started his career in 2018. Uh, obviously Josh has the additional value of being able to talk about this current season that uh, just finished for him where Cam did not play this year. So let's do it on a per game basis. And the wild thing that you're going to see with this is they have some really similar numbers. So do they? Josh Allen has a career completion percentage of 62.5, which is not great. Cam Newton says 59.9, under 60%. Mm-hmm. Josh is averaging a little under 240 yards per game. Cam's averaging just under 220 yards per game. This is just passing uh, before I'll get to rushing. Josh throws for just under two touchdowns per game. Cam has thrown for about a touchdown and a half per game is what he's averaging. Now we can talk about rushing. Josh Allen is averaging two more rushing yards per game over his career than Cam Newton. They're averaging the same number of touchdowns per game. Josh has a yard per carry average of nearly a yard more than Cam Newton. Now, this is where it gets really difficult because you can certainly talk about the fact that Cam's numbers are going to be skewed based on the end of his career when he was not good. Yeah, that's true. But I think you could make a pretty fair argument that Josh was a better quarterback than Cam, than Cam or is a better quarterback than Cam Newton was. That blew my mind because my initial thought was like, Cam by a mile. This is an easy conversation. But then you dive into the stats and you're like, oh. Okay, let's look at, so Cam's MVP season, right? Let's let's look at Cam's MVP season versus Josh Allen's best season, right? Cam sure. MVP season had, I think, just under 4,000. I have it pulled up. Let me, let me look at it just to confirm. Yeah, go ahead, had, go ahead and give me, give me Cam's MVP season and I will uh, look at Josh's seasons and give you his best stat line. So Cam, his MVP season rushing, he had 636 yards and 10 touchdowns on the year, right? Then you got 
He had he also led Carolina to 15-1 record. He had 3,800 passing yards, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, with a rating of 99.4. So 45 total. Where are you pulling your stats from, just so I can make this is uh, from Pro Football Reference. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that I that I was pulling stats from the same place, so we would have a very Identical head-to-head in that regard. So Camp had just under 4,000 yards, 45 total touchdowns, and what, 10 interceptions on the year. What was his completion percentage? Uh, let me look real quick. Completion percentage was... That's, let's see. It was... Wow. Dude, okay, take a guess. His average was under 60. I'm going to say 61.2. 59.8. So right at his career average. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. You ready for Josh's best season? Yes. Was 2020. Was okay. It was 2020. <clears throat> he finished second in the MVP that year. Team goes 13 and three. I'm not going to give you completions and attempts. Completion percentage was 69.2. Almost as nice as it can be. Dude, that's 10. 10 points higher. 10% higher. He threw for 4,544 yards in a 16-game schedule. This is before the 17th game got added. 737 touchdowns. I mean, pass 10 points. interceptions. Two more passes. He ran teams. the ball that year. His rushing totals that year. 102 rushes for 421 yards and eight touchdowns. So he had... Also, for, funds, for the fun sake of conversation, did have a receiving touchdown that year. Okay, so he had nine times, thirty-seven passing touchdowns, eight receiving, and uh, eight rushing, and one receiving. He had forty-six total touchdowns. Forty-six total touchdowns. Less interceptions, a couple hundred like less yards rushing, but he also had about seven hundred more passing yards and ten percent higher in completion percentage. What did what did second? uh, Can you look at Cam's fumbles? Uh, yeah. One second. Curious. I just want to kind of see. That comparison, because Josh had nine fumbles that year. So turnover, uh, turnovers, I want to take more into account there than just interceptions. So just, just that way we, we can see. have a very fair argument. You'll have to scroll down a little bit further to the rushing and receiving categories if you're still on pro football reference. Yeah. That's what I Josh he had five. Only five fumbles. Okay, so he had how many interceptions? You said? Ten. Ten. So same number of interceptions, so less turnovers. Uh, quite a few less touchdowns, I think we said, and gave the, uh, and gave his team about four hundred ish less yards, mm-hmm. right around there. So at their peak, you could argue Josh Allen was better. You could, yeah, not by a lot, but a little bit. That's just their peak. We're just taking a single year very far out of context as we talk about that. But that is, that's an interesting place. Again, my original thought was same as yours. I was like, it's got to be Kim, right? MVP. Dude's amazing. But when you look at the actual numbers behind everything, it's kind of like, it's not as straightforward to Cam as you think. It probably leans the other way. How many 30 touchdown seasons, 30 passing touchdown seasons does Josh Allen have? Three. Three. Cam has one, and every other season after is under 25 passing TDs. 
Yeah, Josh had 10 as a rookie uh, where he only started 11 games, 20 in his second year, and then 37, 36, and 35 in terms of just talking about passing touchdowns. Okay, you ready for Cam? 21 is rookie year, 19, second year, 24 is third year, 18 is fourth year, 35 is MVP season. And then 19, 22, 24, 0, 8, 4. Wow. Um, Okay. And then I guess, I mean, the thing with Cam was that you were, the idea at least was that you're going to get huge production rushing touchdown wise, which he did have multiple years of good rushing touchdown totals. Like I think he had three. He has has 19. Let me, let me, okay. Before I I want to say he had three years where he had over 10 rushing touchdowns. Let's see. I could be wrong on that exact number, but. And Josh has never run for I, over nine touchdowns. I don't think that's... Okay, hold on. I hate that it doesn't... Yeah, they put okay, passing and rushing in very different places. Yeah, okay. It'd be so, so much easier. Cam has... Oh my gosh, dude. His rookie year, he had 14 rushing touchdowns. That's what I'm saying, dude. He had three Goal seasons over... Three, se- three seasons over 10... And then you have four, so it goes rookie season on and down 14, 8, 6, 5, 10, 5, 6, 4, 0, 12, 5. 75 rushing. How many touchdowns. did he have in that 2015 MVP season? He had 10. Okay, that was one of the 10. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, it, it, at their peak, pretty close to equal. Yeah. I guess, I guess, I guess my thought process, I, I kind of expect Josh's peak to last a little little longer because if you look at him over the last three seasons, his best season being 2020, that was where he broke out. But if you look at the next two years, 2021, 2022, pretty close, pretty similar numbers. Has only, has dropped a touchdown each of the last two years and uh, has thrown more interceptions. Um, But yards wise, like he's within a couple hundred at worst. Yeah. Okay. You know what this is? That doesn't even factor in this year. He played one less game. Yeah, I think next year he really has like a breakout year where he's like MVP or top two, top three in MVP. Because I think, right, the last two seasons after Josh Allen's breakout season, everyone all year before the season started was like, it's Josh Allen's year. He's going to fucking win the MVP with ease. Like just hyped him up to like the max, right? So like maybe this year. Yeah, and maybe that feels like when that happened, that feels more like he was like, all right, like I'm fucking, I'm good. Like I can, I can take risks a little bit. And that's why you lead to more interceptions. Cause I mean, he is literally yeah. a, like, he is a turnover machine, right? So now coming into next year, people aren't going to say it as much. They're going to be a little more hesitant. So he's like, I need to prove myself. Do you know how many fumbles he had this year? I can't say that they were all lost, but do you know how many times he fumbled the football this year? Oh, I would say it's over 10 easily. 13. Yeah. Holy shit, bro. He's never had a season with less than eight fumbles. That's, but he is a big part of the good. rushing game, which yeah. definitely is going to cause you to Honestly, fumble the ball. I would I could look at it as like anytime he's about to get sacked or sacked, it results in just go down. <laughs> just 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 go down. It's okay. Just every time, right before he's about to get sacked or getting sacked, he like is like about to throw and it's just it's a sack every time. I mean, it's a fumble every time. Yeah, I get, I get what you, I get you, I get you, dog. 
But I think, so, yeah, because that was just year, an interesting no one, conversation. I like yeah. it. Next year, no one will hype him up as much. He'll be like, I got to prove myself. I got to be smarter with the ball. I got to make better decisions. He'll probably throw maybe close to 40 TDs, maybe have like eight rushing TDs on the year, maybe win an MVP. But he's got to be humble, you know? I kind of like that you're already thinking that far ahead, trying to get like a little Nostradamus thing going. Yeah. Yeah. see you, buddy. Maybe I draft Josh Allen. I don't know. Well, you traded for him this year, so... uh, I did. Clearly, you clearly want him on your team. You know, at one point, my team was real nice. I had the number one quarterback, the number one running back, and the number one tight end. And I got second. You still ended up with the number one tight end and the number one running back. Shut up. I did. <laughs> and I got, I got Oh, no. Second. I had like a number three quarterback. Shoot. <laughs> oh, uh, woe is me. And I think Shut up, Amon Ross St. Brown finished like top seven. Dude. Because he, he like took off. Mm. Which brings us right back to the Jared Goff conversation we were talking about, actually. So this may, this may play nicely for us. So Nice. nice, nice. Look, at, look at that. Look at that. Swinging us back to, to Jared Goff, which gets us back to Dak Prescott and talking about these games because we, we went on a bit of a, a tangent there, but that was a, that was a just, good conversation. I'm glad we had it. They just weren't that like, like wildcard weekend was like fun, right? Yeah. Divisional weekend was just like, eh. Well, I mean, we had like, two games. We had two games that were not one score games. Like, yeah, the Eagles blowing out the Giants. And Bengals winning comfortably over the Bills. Yeah, that, I mean, like, like, like yeah, the it, it's two of the best teams. So, like, it was really exciting matchup. But, like, it just yeah. wasn't, like, a fun – like, it wasn't, like, a, an insane game. It was just well, kind of, like, I mean, the Bengals – weather involved. Yeah. It's weird. The Bengals kind of just, like, took over from the beginning and just kind of, held yeah. on to it. Yeah. And then, and then we talk about the 49ers-Cowboys game and – it was just kind of a defensive. Can we just say that was the probably the worst game. game of the weekend? That was probably. I feel like I that was the fair. least exciting game of the week. It's just anytime the Cowboys play, I'm just like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just like fuck, dude. I know you really feel Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why. why. I I don't why know sorry? why. I, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know why I hate. Like, I just like hate it so much. Like. I don't know. I just, well, I think it's the Dak Prescott fucking hype. Like saying he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And you're like, shut up. No, he's not. He's, well, he's not. probably he's still top 10. That's the really, that's like the really shitty part. Like, yeah, he's still probably top 10. Like f- the top five feel pretty much like a wrap. Like, yeah, I think we can comfortably say top five. I think we can comfort- comfortably say top four in the NFL. However you want to order them. Although, that seems to, there's a lot of people who have a very clear order change based off of this weekend's games. But your top four in some particular order, all AFC quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert. You're, people are pretty comfortable there. Fifth one, I think a lot of people would probably just say Hertz is at this point. Yeah. And then your six through 10, you know, honestly, Lamar, that Rogers. That- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Dak's, Dak's yeah. going to find a way into the top 10. I'm telling you, man. Like, he's still, he's still a good still. enough player to be there. Yeah. It's the, what will be, what will help his case to stay in there is you're going to have the Brady retirement, most likely. You might mm-hmm. have a Rodgers retirement. And so 
that just the moved. G- yeah, yes, Trevor Lawrence may filter him his way in there, but like it may be too soon to say that. And the other side of it is like, who else would even come up to to take one of those? Yeah, two all spots? the other quarterbacks just like suck. You know, kind of feels that way. They're either it's super mid, like we are very yeah. comfortable not putting them above Dak Prescott or they're really bad and they're not even in the conversation. I'd say, I'd say you could have cousins and Goff based off of this last year on like the cusp. And then any other quarterback after that is like, like I'd be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like not putting them above Dak. Yeah. And even like, I know Mitch is like Brock Purdy. Top, top five quarterback in the NFL. Like it, we're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I get it. We're a little, a little too much hype uh, at this point, but like, I'll say I this. guess he would be, he'd be someone on the cusp, but we're not, we're, I'm not even having the conversation of him over Dak until the end of next season. I'll say this. I'll say if Brock Purdy can lead this team and like win a Super Bowl, and it's not like a Super Bowl win where it's like the defense fucking won that game. And yeah. it was like Brock Purdy is named Super Bowl MVP. I'll be like, dude, yeah, he's fucking great. Okay, but then yep. you're then you're in the Joe Flacco situation where you're like Joe Flacco top five. Key. It's like whoa, whoa, dude. Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's, I, that's like I won't do it off. I need I need consistency before I before you know, I start talking about that. You know, it'd be the most San Francisco thing ever is for Brock Purdy to win Super Bowl MVP, and then the next season he be the third string. He starts, yeah. He start, they start Trey Lance over him. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, that would be the most San Francisco thing yeah. ever, dude. God. Don't don't put that into existence, bro. Okay, bro. like if, if I'm on a run with the like, if if San Francisco wins the Super Bowl, you have to be like, listen, Brock Purdy is our starting quarterback next year, regardless yes. if you're healthy or not, Trey Lance. Like, regardless if you're healthy or not, Brock Purdy, Purdy is our starting quarterback until he's not. You know, like, Amen, Amen, like. That should be a no-brainer, in my opinion. I, I don't. It should be. If you're going to have honestly, any conversation otherwise, then you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, like that. I would be like, listen, you're choosing to start Trey Lance, who still, like, he's had injuries, right? So he still does. We still don't even know what he is, but you're choosing to start him over a guy who just won you a Super Bowl. It's the mystery irrelevant. You choose to like that. To me, that's fireable as a head coach. Be like, you deserve to be fired. Yeah, like. Okay, this isn't going to be the best comparison, but I'll make it anyway. This would remind me of like the Patriots when Drew Bledsoe gets hurt, Tom Brady comes in, they win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. They gave the job to Brady. They were like, Bledsoe, we really thank you for your time. Thanks for, I think he made a Super Bowl with them in like the 90s against the Packers, if I remember correctly. It was Bledsoe versus Favre. It's like, hey, thanks for for all you did for this organization. You're out of here. We're done. Like, yeah, we got this this young kid who just won us a Super Bowl. How can we possibly bench it? It's the same situation. Like, the difference with in the case where you're talking about with Trey, Drew was an established quarterback. Yeah, like exactly. Bledsoe, Bledsoe had was putting together a really nice resume for his career. We're talking about Trey Lance that has started, not just played in, but like started less than five games in his NFL career. You mm-hmm. might guess. I would like, if I was a GM mind. and like Kyle Shanahan is like Trey Lance, our starting quarterback next year after just winning the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, immediately I'd be like, you're fired. <laughs> immediately. Man, you'd be like, 
I get it. I get what you're saying, but like, like, dude, like now, dude, now, I'm, dude, now I'm also dude, like, dude. I gotta step back because because I love Kyle Shanahan and he gets scooped up in a heartbeat, bro. Like, it yeah, he so does, horrible. he does, he does. But it's like, it's like the Moneyball situation. It's like, start. I want you to start paying it first. Nope, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I want you to start paying it first. Well, you're gonna. Nope, it's my lineup, and I won't. Well. Actually, you wanted to, you wanted to start had. Yeah, he, he needed to start. That's right. He's, first. he's like, so he can't start Pena. Pena. He's like, I traded Pena to Detroit, and he's like, "You're killing this team, <laughs> dude." That was like one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Oh, I know. I, 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 this is not the right time for a Moneyball conversation, but I, I have to say, what I love about that movie more than anything is how much they ignore the elite pitching staff and the fact that like Miguel Tejada won MVP that year. Jesus, yeah. Oh, Eric Chavez Dude. was a stud. What a just, it's just so funny to me. Mm-hmm. They're like, but they're like, no, no, we won because Scott Hatterberg and David Justice, baby. Yeah, <laughs> old man Justice. Oh. Uh. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Let's, let's at least get a dog word out there because we got some other kind of news and notes that we got to get to uh, after we talk some uh, games. And then and at pre, even before that, we'll go ahead and pick games like we did last week and get, do a fun parlay. Why not? It's a good time. I like it. So I like it. Dog award. I've got a couple in mind. We already, I mean, we got to shout out Travis Kelsey again. Because hell of a game. I think the next person, at least I want to talk about, shout out Kenneth Gainwell. 12 rushes, yeah. 112 yards in a tutty. Nice game that's from him. That's, that's, that's someone we got to at least mention. CeeDee Lamb, 117 receiving yards on 10 catches. Big game. He's a top 10 wide receiver. Let's, let's call it like it is. Yeah. Uh, Mixon hit 100 yards, 20 carries and a touchdown. But my two legitimate nominees are not individuals. I'm going to have a tandem and I'm going to have a group. Oh, I'm ready for it. Okay. I'm sorry that there might be some fan goggles to this. I'm going to shout out the Bengals offensive line. One sack on the game, which was arguably Joe's fault because (laughs) the one sack came on a scramble where I think it was Milano. Matt Milano was basically QB spying him. It was a two yard loss on third down where Joe's just trying to make a play happen. And he doesn't, he clearly did not see Milano spying him. I mean, play didn't really matter, but they gave up no, none, no sacks from the actual defensive line getting to, to to Joe. Part of that's going to be scheme. Part of that's going to be just, let's be honest, the weather. The weather definitely helped them because what snow does is it slows down the pass rush. They definitely got some benefits there, but that's a hell of a game, man. When you've got yeah. two backup tackles and a backup garden. That's true. That is impressive. So I needed to shout them out. Um, my other one is to tandem. They're not from the same team. I want to shout out two rookie wide receivers, I'm sorry, not wide receivers, cornerbacks. Two rookie cornerbacks who had game ceiling interceptions in their games. The one, again, fan goggles. Sorry, guys. Cam Taylor Britt had the game ceiling interception against the Buffalo Bills. And then Jalen Watson had the game ceiling interception for the Kansas City Chiefs in their win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So those are my two, I think, most legitimate nominees. 
I'm obviously open to talking through some other things, but those are the, the guys at the top of my list. So I didn't, I didn't, con- I didn't consider like team things like that. Just cause that's okay. That was just but, what came to mind for uh, me. Cause again, my, this is a very, this is a very lackluster uh, yeah. group of options. So I was trying to get some creativity with it. I would agree with that, especially since I was like going to nominate Kenneth Gainwell as my dog award. A guy who's just was like, good game. yeah, no, he had a great game, but like a guy who's normally like a second or a third street running back, you know, like, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the Eagles, the whole offense just ran all over the giants. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was for, for context there, I'll, I'll go ahead and pull up the full game stats for you. Um, just so that way we can, Provide yeah, that like 200 rushing yards, I think, as a team. Uh, was 44 carries for 268 yards, 6.1 yards a clip, and three touchdowns. Their longest rush was only 35 yards. So that just tells you that they, it's not like they had some like 90 yard run to yeah. break this thing open and make they were the fucking, stats look like crazy. It was a 35 yard run. Dude, they were they were fucking making the Giants sweat and cry at the same time. I mean, the fact that the fact that I guess the best way I look at it or the, the most accurate way I look at this is the difference in talent really finally caught up to the Giants at some yes. point. Yeah. At some point, coaching cannot win you every game. And that's this was, true. This was the mark. This was the mark, in my opinion. And that's exactly why. Significantly better. It's exactly why Brian. We'll get there. We'll get there. The year, right. We'll get there. All right, all right, all right. I promise we'll get there. But you're right. You're right, good. If Brian Dable doesn't win coach of the year, we're going to riot. 100%. Fucking. I even posted on my story, too. And Mitch slid up on uh, Facebook and was like, Tomlin deserves it. And I was like, stop. Well, you know what? He said he was just, he said he was just, he was being, he was being a homer. Finally, he admits it. I'm just kidding, Mitch. We love you, bro. We had a, for for background sake, uh, Mitch and I got into a pretty heated discussion about Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> yesterday. It was great. He, I think he he, I mean, he definitely got offended. I think he was misunderstanding the fact that like he was taking it as me just saying like how shitty of a player Ben Roethlisberger is. I'm like, he's a no doubt Hall of Famer. It's just about when I would put him in. He's also heated about our intro. Yeah, so you know it's what? Not, That's a funny clip, not, but I don't even care. Yeah, it's not us dogging on Ben. It's a funny ass clip, so we fucking put it in, and we're gonna keep that shit in even harder. If if Cam Jordan had done that about any other quarterback, it would also be in there. Hundred percent. It's not. It's not just an anti Steelers thing. It's just that's a funny ass clip. If he had done just, it to Eli Manning, God, would have been. It would have been. It have been fun. Even funnier, dude. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. Come on, Cam. Come on, Cam. You know what we could do? We could we could have Ben edit out Roethlisberger's name in the, the, the clip. And <laughs> just like, dub it. Just and then Cam Jordan be like, top five is there. Really? <laughs> what, what does this offense do well? I mean, they got a couple of good wide receivers. They got a running back who runs the ball well, going over a thousand yards. You got Roethlisberger, who's probably going to a Hall of Fame. And then you got... Eli Manning, probably going to the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> That'd be perfect, so funny, dude. dude. Oh. Uh, well, you know what? This is what we'll offer him. We'll say you can dub it in for the single episode where we finally get Mitch on. That's oh, the there we go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> 
I like it. Or you know what? For him, for him, we got to do Philip Rivers. There we go. There we go. Philip Rivers. Boom. There we go. I like it. Yeah. Well, well done, man. Nice. They they got Philip Rivers. We're probably going to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Dude, that'd be perfect. I want to okay. say robotic as fuck too. Sorry, sorry, we got we got distracted. For, who's your like nomination for like legit dog award? My two legitimate nominations that I felt strongest about were the Bengals O line and then the two rookie corners. I'll do the rookie. I'm corners. down for I, I'm I'm ta- I'm down for Gainwell. It, for the like the spirit of the award, Kelsey's out. Good game. Kelsey's out. He's just the only way star. Kelsey gets in is if it was like 14 receptions, 220 yards, three TDs. You know, yeah, I mean? you got to be like unbelievable, you know, far and above. And then, and CD Lamb, kind of similar situation. Didn't even, and he didn't have a touchdown. So I'm kind of yeah. like, mm. Mm. so I'll do, I think, what, what do you feel? I like the rookie cornerbacks just because like, you got rookies coming up in the biggest moment that they're needed. And like, they mm-hmm. deliver, you know, mm-hmm. like that's huge. And shout out Jalen Watson. He's a seventh round pick, bro. Nice. Like that's, that's pretty sick. So, all right. Cam Taylor, Britt, Jalen Watson, you guys are, are our, there we go. Week 20 technically, but our divisional round dog award, Zach Wilson dog award winners. Ethan, you want to get the part nice. in that you usually like to throw in there? Off the field, Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, guys! Hell of a game, did a hell of a game out there. So, so way to deliver. Let's go ahead and quickly do our predictions for this week, and I will once again be providing some parlay lines based off of what we have on DraftKings. It's kind of un- unexciting from the perspective that the lines currently on DraftKings are very close margins. So we yeah. don't have like the super high odds where last week where we were talking about taking all the underdogs, you can get like a plus 14,000. Dude, you don't have that, that kind of situation here. So it didn't happen, but it would have been insane. It did not. It did not. All four of my games were correct though. Just throwing out there. What did you, about it. what did I, what did I pick? I picked, you picked the bills over the Bengals. You picked all the favorites. That's right. I did. Yeah. That's but, three and one. You still got three off. Yeah, three. Hey, you're nothing if not consistent. Three and one off fantasy season, baby. <laughs> Look at that fucking full circle, man. <laughs> literally every week, I literally am like, yeah, I went three and one this week. It couldn't go four and zero. Oh. Just missed it by a second. Or then, like two weeks later, I'd be like, well, I went one and three. <laughs> okay, let's dive in. Three o'clock, San Francisco in Philly. Oh, quick thing. Thank you, Cincinnati Bengals, for winning. This is not even about like my team. I'm just really happy that this takes away the possibility that they can do the test out of the Bills Chiefs in the um, in a neutral site because you can guarantee the NFL would make that a permanent thing. And it's like, why why would I want home field advantage at that point? What what is the actual purpose exactly, of being yeah. a one seed? So thank you, Cincinnati. I legitimately not trying to have fan goggles on as I say that. Like I I there should be something special to having home field advantage. And if you get the one seed, you have one game at home if you win. And there like, shouldn't even have been a neutral, neutral site. site. There shouldn't even have been a neutral site because the Chiefs won out. So they were getting the one seed regardless. Uh, Bills would have gotten the one seed if they won out. If, they, if the Bengals and Bills game had gone really? through. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the Bills had the season, uh, regular season win. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
Never mind. I hear you though. I hear you though. But that's just like, that's my whole thought process of like, I think it was a benefit in the end because it kept us from having the potential. Yeah. Use. But at least or it, what it does is minimally prevent it from happening next year. Yeah. They're going to have to find another opportunity to test this stupid idea, but it's all about, true. all about the cash money. Honey. Are, so are all these games on Sunday. Yes. Both games are on Sunday. The yeah. three o'clock game is your NFC championship, San Francisco in Philadelphia. I will not tell you anything about the lines. I'm just going to have you pick a winner and I'll tell you what that parlay looks like. Give me a manifest in this, right? This is the one time that I will say that I want this to happen because it pays out big if it does. All right. Um, this is when gambling becomes a problem. All right. You're a degenerate, so, but that's okay. Yeah. If I want the Eagles to make it, and I want the Bengals to make it and I want the Bengals to win because if the Bengals beat the Eagles, I win like a thousand bucks. Right. Okay. So, so that's a big bet, right? Team. But also okay. there's a smaller bet. It's like if the, the, the chiefs beat the Eagles or the Niners, it pays out like 400. So it's like, not terrible, but like a thousand dollars is better. Um, but true. I really think, the way the Eagles have been playing, like especially last week, and just that offense couldn't be stopped, and they stopped the Giants defensively. I know that's not a lot, but 49ers could not figure it out offensively, so they relied on the defense. I think the Eagles just like I think the Eagles just edge it out, and they have playoff advantage, like home field advantage, and that's huge. And especially with fucking Philly, dude, it's gonna be insane there. All right, the Eagles are the fav- betting favorites for this. Money line is minus 145 for the Eagles, plus 125 for the 49ers. So you're starting with the, the minus 145 of the Eagles. Are you taking the Bengals for this manifestation that you're trying to have, or are you going to flip-flop like the flip-flopper you are? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, He's not even taking the, the attempt at the uh, insult. No, I'm, yeah, I'm flip-flopping. I'm taking the Chiefs. I think being beat three times by the Bengals in one calendar year stings for Mahomes because you know he knows about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know he knows oh, he about knows. it. Yeah. So I think he's fucking ready to go. Okay. And I think Mahomes throws for four TDs, 350. Okay. Just See if you can get some same game parlay action. Yeah, uh, but I also need Bengals. Brock Purdy to throw for like 500 yards <laughs> so he can just be like the playoff passing yards leader because then that'll pay like 50 bucks on like a $2 bet. You're not looking good on that, but we'll see. What right happens. now, he's the leader. Uh, right now, Brock Purdy is leading the, the playoffs in passing yards. That's over, over, over Joe, Joe Burrow by almost 100 yards. I'm not kidding. Do we need, do you, what? do you need to like, do you need to look this up for like, no, I believe you, but I'm just like, what? Rock Purdy has almost, a, I think, I think it's almost a hundred yards. If not a hundred more yards than Joe Burrow for passing yards for leading to playoffs and passing yards. Gross. It's because he had that huge game with uh, the Seahawks. Where he threw Is this only based on the teams left? Like we're not taking into account like Trevor Lawrence, who probably has yes. more only yards. The teams. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. Okay. So that's why I guess that's why I was confused because I was kind of like, are we leaving out teams that already lost or something? Like, is that well, at least that's what I'm doing? I don't know how Fanduel. I don't know how Fanduel does it because, but I imagine well, right. The most like, likely situation is that if they they have the longer you're in, 
you're probably going to lead the, the uh, yeah, season of pitches. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So that makes, it makes sense. Um, the Bengals are favored in this game. Currently they are minus 120 on the money line. Chiefs are plus 100. So they are just getting uh, doubling your money essentially. Yeah. Your double parlay here, your two game parlay plus 237. All right. Not great odds, not bad odds, but even if you it's like, hard. You're, only, you're only doing two games, you know? Yeah. Even if you take both the underdogs, you're only getting 350 odds. You're not yeah. getting anything too crazy. Cause the, again, these games are tight. If you look at the individual spreads of these games, the Eagles are favored by two and a half points and the Bengals are favored by a single point. That's so you're not getting incredible odds. Yeah. You're, you're get, literally the spread um, of minus one to the Bengals plus one for the chiefs. It's minus minus one ten, betting wise on both of them. So yeah, you're not really getting much value out of it. Um, my picks. I manifested last week. I'm just going to do it again. Why not? I'm going to manifest the 49ers and Bengals being the quote unquote underdogs in terms of seeding to get through. I want revenge for games that I wasn't alive to watch. (laughs) Those happened in the eighties. I was not alive in the eighties. I'm old, but I'm not that old. Uh, My same uh, or my two pick parlay gives me a plus three twelve. Okay. Nothing too exciting there, but nothing too exciting, but it's what happens when you only are parlaying two games. I will tell you though, for betting purposes, for anyone listening, your better bet between like the Bengals and the Chiefs is to take the Chiefs because you're getting plus odds and they yeah. have a very reasonable shot to win that game. Like yeah, easily. It is now like in the end, honestly, you could probably this could probably end where it is a true pick'em and it's plus one hundred for both of them to win. Yeah. Now it, that, that's kind of where, where it feels like we're going. Now let's take our parlays. Let's go to basketball. Let's just pick. I don't watch a lot of basketball, but let's just pick. Don't do that. minus. Don't, don't minus, do that. No, no, no. Ready? No, ready? Let's just pick minus four hundreds or better because that's almost guaranteed to win, right? Essentially, and let's put it up to like a seven seven leg parlay, and then let's just roll the dice. You good luck with that. I won't be doing that. Um, and just so we're I, we're clear, I have a problem. The <laughs> it's, hey, you're, you're as long as you admit it, you know. That's that's the big thing. There was <laughs> Actually, uh, some concern with uh, Mahomes getting hurt in the last game. Oh yeah, yeah there's yeah. almost zero percent chance he's he's not playing. Like he looks he looks like he's good. He may be like yeah. juiced up in terms of like them putting uh, painkiller into his ankle. Sorry, not juiced up like steroids, but like just they're, Quarter, they're, the cortisone shots. The cortisone shot. Thank you. I was like, I don't remember what the shots are called. They're, they may have put a, a hell of a lot of cortisone shots into his ankle. He looks like he's going to be a full go. Aaron so Rodgers is going to give him one of his perks. <laughs> the silence was the best part. Not touching that. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Today, we're recording on uh, Wednesday, January 25th. Today, the NFL announced the finalists for the individual awards for both offensive and defensive rookie of the year for coach of the year, offensive and defensive player of the year, comeback player of the year and MVP. And I at least want to make sure that we read them off. Maybe even give a prediction of who we think probably wins. Yeah. that's uh, fine. Not even we, I mean, if we want to, 
I'm going to start with rookie base and kind of work my way towards MVP. Basically in the order that the uh, NFL account tweeted it out, to be honest with you. Offensive rookie of the year, three finalists were mentioned. Uh, if you recall our uh, episode, two episodes ago, when we announced our own list, there were five. They're only going to do three uh, for this, at least for the rookie awards. They are Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the New York Jets, Kenneth Walker, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, and Brock Purdy, quarterback for the 49ers. I have a thought that I at least that I want to get to, but I will let you have the I already, I already, I already know your thought. <laughs> well, then you can um, say it for me. You think a guy who has only played, what, five regular season games? I think it was six. Five or six. six shouldn't even be considered a rookie of the year candidate. You are correct. Yeah. The disrespect uh, to, to Chris Olave and Tyler Algier, who had complete seasons and were had and good complete seasons to not true. get put in over Brock Purdy just because he's a quarterback. Especially because Olave had damn near similar stats as Wilson. To Wilson. I think he had like a hundred um, less yards in like two less games. Yeah. Now I think what it's hard for me is I want to give it to K9 but he did miss five games on the year, but that does help his case because it's like, look what he did in those five games he missed, you know? My prediction, but, I would give it to K-9. My prediction is that Wilson will win it. I think too, I think, I think the Jets take it home for both, offensively and def- defensively. Yes, but I do think that is the case. That would just be cool and a cool story, you know? Yeah, but that's that's not the reason you make the votes. Like, don't pick me off of that. Like, if it happens, I mean, that's not happens, the reason. Like, that's not the reason we make the votes. But that's a, a lot of the reasons why fucking the league makes the votes. They're like, if it sells if, tickets, those, let's do it. For those listening, if you recall, K nine was our show winner. Uh, but I I think we're both in agreement. Wilson probably wins this one. Yeah, defensively, I defensively, I think it's the three names that we thought it would be. Sauce Gardner, cornerback for the Jets, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end for the Lions, and Tariq Woolen, corner for the Seattle Seahawks. That'd be kind of cool if you get two Seahawks winning it too. Just like feels kind of underdoggy. And I kind of like yeah. it. But uh, this is Sauce's. This has got to be Sauce's. It's 100 Yeah. Like, but these are the three names that I think we we had for our ballots, if I remember correctly. I think so, I can pull them up. Um I so, so I got and in that we had it in order for both of us, Sauce, Woolen, Hutchinson. Yeah, we did. So nice. And actually, if you look, you got it right. If you look in my order, I have Wilson, Walker, and Purdy. One through three. <laughs> <laughs> I Tyler Algier is my number two because yeah. I was impressed with him. Get like. Quite quietest 1,000 yard season you could ever remember. It really was. Like, it was. It legitimately was. All right. Coach of the year. Brian Dable. I am sick. I am Next sick question. thinking about this list. This list is terrible. I'm going to say it right I know. now. It really is, though. I'll read it off just so that we're, we, we put it out there. Uh, the five coaches, they put five coaches. We also put five coaches, but the five coaches that they put on here, Nick Sirianni, Philadelphia Eagles, Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco 49ers, Brian Dable, New York Giants, Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills, Doug Peterson, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Why, why, why is Sean McDermott on there? 
You want my conspiracy theory? What? Like, I would get it if Sean McDermott led the Bills to like a 16 and one record. Do you want my conspiracy theory? I'm, I'm listening. Damar Hamill. Oh, yeah. I hate saying sweet. that, but I feel like the yeah. way that he handled that like a complete class act. Complete class act. He handled it beautifully. Zach, yeah, Zach did. I mean, it wasn't just the Bills. The Bengals had to agree to it, you know, like... I'm sure. like giving them credit, like fucking the team I hate, but yeah, like they, they handled hey, it well too. Hey. Though, you know? Shut up, man. <laughs> they did handle it well though. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm in agreement. I, I, Sean McDermott, I don't feel like has any business in this group. Top, he's, it, let, me put it, let me rephrase that. Sean McDermott, I would say is reasonably a top seven five to seven head coach in the NFL. But that's not what we're, we're going off of here. We're going off of who is the best, who is the best coach this season. And I don't know that he was one of the top five coaches this season. Yeah. I think over the, to over me, the course of his career based on who's currently a head coach. Yes. I would put him in, this, yeah, uh, in that. To, to me, like, I don't know how I really like, I, I can, I really can't like see other people's side when they say like that Brian table isn't coach of the year. Right. Like, and they say like Doug Peterson, right? Yes, what Doug Peterson did, like turning that season around, second half season, and then winning the division title, was in a garbage ass. Very, game. very impressive, right? But Doug Peterson is like he's a seasoned and experienced coach with the Super Bowl under his belt, right? Brian Dable yep. is a first year head coach with an almost talentless team. Damn, like shots fired. I'm sorry, but like literally, like the only no, talent hear on that team really is like Saquon Barkley. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's it. And Andrew Thomas, the left tackle. Like that's it's really pretty limited. It's yeah. pretty limited. And so, like for him to take a team, yeah, they got third in their division, but that just goes to show how tough that division is because the the Commanders were fighting for a playoff spot up until week 17, and but they came to take, in fourth. Yeah, they came to take that four. team to the playoffs is fucking wild to me. I yeah, I, I don't say any of this. I would not have put Nick Sirianni on this ballot. I would not have put Kyle Shanahan on this ballot. I would not have put Sean McDermott on this ballot. Obviously, we didn't. That's that's a pretty clear explanation for that. That is not a statement to say that they are bad coaches. That is a statement to say that I am more impressed by teams that pull their frankly garbage roster from the depths of hell and puts them into a playoff conversation or in Dable's case makes the playoffs. Where's Jay Campbell? Where's Mike Tomlin? They are absolutely deserving of being on this list. I had Kevin O'Connell in there, right? He took the Vikings to mid to playoffs the previous two years and he made them the best team in their division, right? Do you know what this is? It's funny. Like these finalists are coming out just a couple weeks after like these teams are getting eliminated, right? Like the Eagles are still in. Yeah, but the voting happened prior to the end of the season. Or Did like, it really? Between, I, my understanding is that the voting was done between week 18 and the wild card round. Okay, then never so mind. But still. They shouldn't Kevin, be. But, it, but it lo- the way it looks, I hear you. Yeah, 100%. It looks like, oh, you have the Eagles and the 49ers left. Let's just go ahead and make them a coach of the year candidate. Like... Yeah, what but Kyle Shanahan did. With, but from that perspective, why is Andy Reid not on this list? Or even Zach Taylor? Like, but yeah. Andy Reid is a top five head coach in the NFL, period. It, it, he really is. 
It's just it's like, just, but like was, I think Dan Campbell and Kevin O'Connell deserve more praise than Kyle Shanahan and Nick Sirianni, right? Nick Sirianni. I think Mike Tomlin gonna, deserves more yeah, praise than that. Absolutely, too. To be able to lead that team from like a basically an, another almost talentless team to just going 500, like to finish the season, right? But like you got Nick's like Nick Sirianni was going to be like the lead favorite up until he started losing those games, right? If he would have won 15 games at least, sure. You're looking at probably would have, I would have I would have pushed for Dayball still. Yeah. Um but, but like Kai Shanahan, they went what 14 and 3, right? To finish the season. Kevin O'Connell, they, they went 14 and 3. 13 and 4. 13 and 13 4. 4. And the Vikings went 13 and 4. Why does Kyle Shanahan get it over Kevin O'Connell? Kyle Shanahan's in the playoffs every year. The Vikings same recognition. Miss the, the Vikings missed the last two seasons. Yeah, I thought this list was pretty terrible. Um, this is the only one that got me really fired up. I, I don't really have any problems with the rest of the way, but yeah, man, Brian Dable is the clear winner. What are we like doing? It. Based on this list, if you don't give it to, to Brian Dable, I'll slightly crack the door open for Doug Peterson. I will. I won't be mad if Peterson wins it. But if it's anybody I else, be, I'm going to be pissed. I will be outraged if anyone else wins it. If Peterson, if Peterson wins it, I will be like, okay, that's not what I would have done. I get it. He won his division. But like, if you give it to McDermott, Shanahan, or Sirianni, burn this entire award to the ground. Like, these people have no idea what they're doing. Sorry. 100%. I, that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. We'll go ahead and, and get a little more positive here. Offensive player of the year. Two offensive first, because we did offensive rookie of the year first, just for consistency's sake. Four like finalists it. for this one. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes, Justin Jefferson. This is what, what I took away from this, these finalists has nothing to do with this particular award. I think it tells me very, very straightforward that the two players that will finish one and two in the MVP vote, which we will get to later, are Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes. Not in that order. Yeah. But the fact that they are the two quarterback finalists for Offensive Player of the Year tells me that they will be one and two on the MVP ballot. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's kind of set in stone. Yeah. Uh, predictively, predictively, because I, I think it should go to Justin. I think JJ should absolutely be winning this. I could see a realistic path if they do Mahomes for MVP like we expect. Again, I'm sorry. Like I said, where I did Mahomes MVP hurts offensive player of the year. Yeah, I could see that happening. I think there's a very realistic shot for that. I give it to JJ personally. Uh, I wouldn't be mad. There's no one on this list that there's no one on this list. I wouldn't, I would be mad about getting it other than Mahomes. Because if you're going to give Mahomes Offensive Player of the Year and MVP, that's just stupid. Like, what are we doing? That happened. His M- that happened. They did that his MVP season though too. He got both. No, no. He did. I mean, he did though. But that was when he threw for fifty. I know. Years. I get it. I get it. But it's like, let's. If you're going to give someone MVP, don't even consider them for Offensive Player. Yeah, of the year. I think that's my personal opinion. I think Offensive Player of the Year. They're uh, at least based off track record, like they're making it more so a not quarterback award. But to me, it's kind of hard because like JJ didn't, he didn't even have 10 TDs, which is really hard. 
Um, are you blaming really, him for that or are you blaming Kirk no, Cousins? I, I'm not blaming him for that. Yeah, that's there. true. It just seeing those numbers really hurts him though. Cause like Cooper Cup last year, what, was he considered an MVP finalist? Did they have him as an MVP finalist? Or because I know he won offensive player of the year as he should have. But if Cooper Cup wasn't even an MVP finalist, but Justin Jefferson is, that's a little wrong to me. Just because Cooper Cup seasons last year was significantly better than Jefferson's this year. And not saying Jefferson didn't have a great year, an amazing year, but Cup seasons last year was fucking out of this world. Cup finished third in the MVP uh, bout last year. Okay, okay, cool. I think JJ so, finishes fifth in MVP voting. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it to JJ, though. I, I hope it goes to JJ, but I do... The more I think about it, the more I think Hertz might win this award. And I he did so it, much, though, I will, I will on the ground, it. you know? He did so much he, on the ground. That's the thing. I, that, that's the, the really shitty part is, like, because I think MVP is sign sealed delivered to Pat Mahomes. Again, sorry, we're jumping ahead there. Yeah. I, I want Jalen to get something out of this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it would make sense to give him offensive player of the year then, but then it's like, so we're just going to say sucks to suck for Justin Jefferson and Tyree kill. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I, I, that, that one, that one would kind of, it wouldn't sit great with me, but I, I definitely see the path and, and it's not, unlikely necessarily. So I will still predictably probably say JJ, but I think the, I don't think it's a shoe in, I guess is what okay. I'm trying to say. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl and Justin and Jalen hurts Super Bowl MVP, Jefferson gets offensive player of the year. If the Eagles lose and don't make, don't win the Super Bowl, not how Jalen hurts. I like where your head's yeah. But it's going to fucking happen. All right. Like you, the, you, everyone says the voting happens, right? But it doesn't fucking take three weeks to count the votes, all right? We all know this, all right? The shit. Yeah, they're they're not counting votes anymore. NFL's rigged. They already they already know what it is. It's just a matter of they want to have like a special announcement uh, kind of thing. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Mark my words. Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, offensive player of the year. Uh, That won't matter because this will be announced for. Five days, I'm sorry, before the Super Bowl. That's it. I thought they're because they 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 I thought they announced sorry, three it. days before the Super Bowl. Ah, well, that they're fucking changes everything. That fucking changes everything, Sam. Sorry, bro. Fuck. All right, take back that two minutes. Never, never. <laughs> it was a good rant. That's why I'm. I, I actually enjoyed it. So we're, we have to keep. All right. All right. Defensive Player of the Year. This is. An oversight, I think, that you and I had. The three finalists, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, both of which we had one and two in our ballot, not in that order. The third finalist, there were only three for this, was someone that neither that neither you or I had on our ballot. And I think it was an oversight when I look at his numbers. It's Chris Jones. Uh, oh, I, oh, I yeah. guess I didn't read off uh, positions for, for anybody. But uh, Parsons and Bosa are edge rushers. Man. Defensive, uh, Nick or Chris Jones. I'm sorry, Chris Jones is uh, technically an interior guy, but I guess it really depends on what kind of defense you're running. Um, he finished with 15 and a half sacks this year. It's pretty so good. Year. For a pretty good year. I stand by 
not putting him in over Miles Garrett. You know what? Somehow we're going to get to a weird point where Miles Garrett might be the most underrated defensive player in the NFL. Because he, just never, he never wins shit. We, he he never wins fight. shit, but he's just unbelievably good. It's crazy. Every year. Every year. <laughs> You're like, this is what it's like to be a Browns fan. Dude, we have like, we're like, we have only a few, like two to three prime years left of Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. And we have Shut fucking... Shut up. Take it back. Really take it. it back right now. Take it back I right now. I want to take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Thank you. Oh, God. I'm not ready for this. Again, they, I mean, they, they play for a rival. So that's like, I don't want them to do well against the Bengals. But at the same time, like, those are two of, like, at least at their respective positions, two of, like, the top three to five guys at those positions that I'm just like, I just want to watch them because they're so good. Dude, you got um, arguably, like... Miles Garrett, top three. Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. I don't care. Derrick Henry said so, guys. Derrick Henry said so. To me, there is nothing more attractive in a football game than when Nick Chubb, you see Nick Chubb lined up in the backfield and he's just standing ready for the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he is not, he's not set or anything. He's just standing. And he's like, I'm about to fucking take this 45 yards. They're not ready. And then I'm going to dive at the two yard line because we already won this game. (laughs) Team player. Our guy, our guy, Nick Chubb. Uh, predictably, this is Nick Bosa that's going to win it. Uh, but hey, yeah, we dude, I said a Bosa was going to win this year. Stop it. <laughs> the said it was Joey. Top three. You didn't say he was going to win it. How dare you? Uh, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> You're going to keep making this argument. We're going yeah. to talk about this a year from now. You're like, hey, remember last year, I said a Bosa was going to win it, and they did. <laughs> like, Shut up, Ethan. Uh, yeah, I think Nick Bosa gets uh, so funny. I do too. Um, that moves us to comeback player of the year. Uh, so we only have two awards left comeback and MVP. Comeback player of the year, three finalists. Realistically, these are the three guys that we thought we were going to see for this one. And at least that's yeah. the way I look at it Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. I actually don't feel super strongly either way about who's going to win this one. I personally picked Gino, so like, I guess that's where I would put my uh, guess in. But I could easily see them giving it to either of the running backs. Yeah, realistically, I, you know, realistically, I think they would be more likely to give it to McCaffrey uh, over Saquon. Honestly, that's, you're that's, right. That's, that's my you're take. Probably right. They just they love McCaffrey, bro. He's a white well, boy. It also helps that the captain missed more time last year. Oh, you're you're saying okay. So I have a I have a coworker that does this. And I'll I'll just do it for you. He's like, anytime that there's like a racial card being played, he's like he's like I can't quite I can't quite understand quite understand. <laughs> oh, that's like, great. His arm and shit. It's just. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that the NFL is doing this, guys. I didn't say that out loud. This is this is the only I think award where I'd be like, you know what, I I, I really don't know who's going to win. I don't know, and honestly, I wouldn't be mad with any of the winners. Yeah, I guess is the way I look at it. I definitely have a preference. Like my preference in order would be Gino, then Saquon, then McCaffrey. But honestly, if you give it to McCaffrey, I'm like, I totally understand. I'm not yeah, mad about it. These are these are probably these are three guys that you could put as finalists. Um, I, I mean, I didn't have McCaffrey on my ballot. 
when we did it just because I was trying to do some contrarian shit, but yeah. I'm trying to think who all I have. He, he's he's well in play. He's well, well in play for that. Uh you're you had uh Nick Gates, Man, Brian Robinson, Henry McCaffrey, ETN, and Derek Henry. We both went pretty contrarian to be Yeah, honest. we fucking did. We both did, so that's the fun in it. That's on us. That's on us. That was that was less predictive than uh, some of these other ones were. So that's true. But yeah, that's, that'll that'll be a fun one. I, I always like seeing that one because I mean, with, with comeback player of the year, you're talking about guys who were who missed time to injury. So this is like a celebration of like mm-hmm. not only came back and were as good, you might have even been better than you were before. Yeah. So I think that's a, a special one that I always look forward to. And that brings us to MVP. Five finalists for this one. I don't know what the order for this is because, like, you'd think that they'd be doing this in some sort of like alphabetical just to make it easy. But it's Joe Burrow for the Bengals, Pat Mahomes for the Chiefs, Jalen Hurts for the Eagles, Josh Allen for the Bills, all quarterbacks. And your only non quarterback on this list is Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, this is Mahomes' is to lose. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. I know. I know you. You leaned on the Jalen Hurts should uh, would win this, and if it was your vote alone, I, I just think there's yeah. too many people that are going to vote Mahomes across the league. I think you're right. This uh, he's got the name recognition that Jalen Hurts doesn't quite have. Um, he didn't miss his time in the regular yeah, season. Put, put up. I used, put up the best numbers of any quarterback. Yeah, because I use the two the two missed games for Hurts in my favor since they lost yeah. both games. Yeah, and then you add in the fact that Mahomes was putting up all these big numbers and he didn't even have Tyreek Hill this year because they traded him away. So yeah, this feels like an easy easy decision that they're going to land on. Uh, I do expect Jalen to finish second for this award. Personally, um, I think I think the ballot not everyone's ballot will look this way, but I think it will finish. Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, Allen, Jefferson in that order. That would be my yeah, question. that seems right. Yeah. So, and, and the, uh, since we're talking about this, the conversation that people are having where it's like, Burrow might be the best quarterback in the NFL. Can we stop? Like, I love Joe Burrow. He's incredible. It's Pat Mahomes, guys. Don't do this. It is. It is. Don't do this. Like, this, just, be, just because Burrow's team has been, has gotten Mahomes' number a little bit in 2020, like just for the course of 2022, doesn't take into account anything that happened prior. Hasn't like, we don't know what's going to happen after just for the year 2022, the Bengals had the chiefs number. And just for that, we're going to say that Burrow is a better quarterback than Mahomes. And I'll say this ready. Maybe over the course of his career, that looks different. He's not right now. And yes, the season's not done for, but Mahomes has an MVP and a Super Bowl already. And we'll probably get a second. Yeah. I mean, he has an MVP that Burrow doesn't have. Will Burrow so have one? Too. Yeah, I think I think he eventually gets one. Um, I think but so. it'll be, I mean, you're looking at Mahomes probably having four or five in his career versus Burrow having like one or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Assuming help for both these guys, I, I think Mahomes will go, will go down as a more decorated quarterback then Burrow. It's yeah. just going to be the way it works. Burrow, Burrow, maybe, maybe 
Uh, this is we're way too premature to even have this conversation. Maybe Joe Burrow wins more uh, Super Bowl rings. Maybe Joe Burrow wins uh, more games over the course of his career. Like maybe that's what we're talking about. But if we're just talking about numbers, passing yards, touchdowns, um, completion percentage, where you know whatever I guess completion percentage would actually lean toward Burrow. But we're talking about like yards and touchdowns. Mahomes will finish his career with over Burrow in both those stats. Yeah, he will. Like, I think when, Burrow when both their careers are over. Both their careers are over. Mahomes will, will have the advantage. Yeah, I think Burrow will finish the career with uh, fewer interceptions and probably uh, just a little bit higher completion percentage. That's. I think that would make a ton of sense. That uh, based on the based on the stylings of those quarterbacks, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, but we're in year. What's two and a half for Burrow? Like he missed half his rookie year for the uh, for that knee injury. Mahomes were in year four, uh, five, five. yeah, five for him, and that's including him sitting in his entire rookie year. Or maybe that doesn't include. Uh, either way, no, it doesn't Mahomes include him sitting in his rookie year. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Period. Let's not do this, guys. Easy peasy. Yeah. And that's a wrap, guys. We can have a we can have we can have that discussion if there's if we need to you know revisit this at some point. We will, but it's not now. It's not now. Yeah. It's, it's the same I thing think, that we're talking like we're not going to put Brock Purdy over everybody under the sun just because he wins a single Super Bowl. You know, if it comes if that's what happens, like longevity is how you become the best player at your position in the NFL. I think it's a good place to wrap. Well, let's go ahead and, I like and close like, things I out here. That, that hour, hour 29, probably going to wrap up at like hour 31. Let's be honest. Us? Just Us? in case. Just in case. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it again, you guys. Again, dude. It's so good. Uh, Every time it gets so good. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I will pass it to my cohort here. Ethan. Sam. What's peace and love? OJ. Doesn't get any better than that, my man. Doesn't get any better. That's right, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Check out all of our sister podcasts on the Dip Podcast Network and interact with us on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. We are at the Dip Network. Ethan, anything else we got to get to before we get out of here? Stay safe, guys. You know what? This is this has also become a bit that I didn't think was going to be a bit. The stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my second closer. You know what close, I mean? man. It's perfect. That's what I'm talking so about, good. dude. Uh, I, I love it, it too. I like, you know what? We just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close up there because like we're we're, we're giving right. like like absolute children. Right oh now. gosh. Perfect. Okay. Thank you guys for listening, uh, and we will check you on the next one.